You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 5, with Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Welcome to episode five. I hope you're having an amazing beginning of your February. I sure am because I heard my football team's rival quarterback is finally retiring. Sorry, not sorry if that's your person, but dang if that didn't make my month. Okay, so I'm excited to have this episode in the Weight Loss for Life Coaches podcast library because we are talking about the three super simple steps today. I came up with the three steps about a year or two ago in an effort to simplify my journey. As I've talked about before, I wanted to lose weight using the new information I was learning from my coach while becoming a certified coach and starting my business. So I kept paring down what I was learning in a way that made sense, but was even more simple than I was being taught. And I say this not to say my way is better, but to say that I took what I was learning and made it even easier because as you've already heard me talk about, I had two big goals. And fortunately for you and my clients, I'm giving you the exact how I used to do both successfully. So in their most basic form, here are the three steps. Make your food plan ahead of time, write it down and do it. See, simple. Let's start with why I recommend using the three simple steps. First, because of the skills you're learning by doing the three steps, which are making a decision ahead of time, not negotiating with your primal brain, that lizard brain that sits in the back, honoring your word, and building trust in yourself to plan and honor your word. Just these skills alone will make your entire journey way more simple and full of ease. What I found is it's much easier for me to make changes to what I'm eating or the way I'm eating or allowing urges and cravings or even using the hunger scale when I have these skills first. When I'm trying to change my food, but I haven't learned how to not negotiate with my primal brain and I haven't learned how to trust myself, it's harder to experiment with my food. For example, I'm currently eating no sugar and no flour for a period of time at the time of recording this podcast, so I can reset my hormones. If I didn't know that I have my back to go through with this every day, if I haven't built trust in myself to plan and then honor that plan, then I'm going to feel way less committed and capable in this experiment of eating no sugar and no flour. I might not even start, or I might just give up real quick after I quote unquote prove to myself that I can't do this. But I have built trust in myself. I know that all I have to do is plan and I know I'll honor my plan. So it feels doable and maintainable to reset my hormones and eat no sugar and no flour for a few weeks. Another reason why I recommend starting with the three super simple steps is because you will learn so much about yourself and your body. When you're writing your food down and then you go to honor your plan, you'll learn what 
is actually realistic for you, how much food you actually need or don't need to plan so that you feel satisfied at the end of your meal. And learning or understanding that discrepancy between what you plan and write down and what you actually eat is a pretty quick turnaround, less than a day. So for example, if you plan to have two eggs and a handful of berries at lunch, that's what you plan to eat, you eat it, but then an hour later, you're still hungry, so you go and eat something else. You write down what you ate, and now you know for tomorrow, if you have that same meal, to add something more to the meal because you made a plan, you tested it out, and you saw what worked and what didn't work. That's how quickly you can learn from yourself and then implement those things that you learn from yourself using the three steps. You can get 1% better on this journey and at these skills just by doing the three simple steps every day. And notice how we aren't even talking about what foods you should or shouldn't be eating with the three simple steps. We're starting at the basics here. And then the last reason I recommend starting with the three steps is implementing them will definitely bring up any thoughts you have or what we in the coaching world like to call mind drama around food or your body. Any of those yucky thoughts you have about yourself or food or making decisions ahead of time or even planning will come up really easily when you go to do the three simple steps. We want them to come up. It's good to know so that we can then do something about those thoughts. Let's talk about the actual steps. You've got step one, make your food plan ahead of time. You've probably heard this before from me or other coaches, especially if you're in the coaching world, talk about making your food plan ahead of time. And you've probably heard to make it 24 hours in advance. And here's the thing, you got to figure out what's best for you. I personally like to plan my food a week out while I make my grocery list. So I already have my meal plan. And what I like to do is grab my food journal and my coffee, sit at my desk in the morning, check in with what I had planned, and then see if that's still what I want to have today. If I'm up for cooking that thing or ordering out or if that food is ready. And then I write down if that's the case or if I'm going to change something. And then I close my food journal. Done. So I don't do it 24 hours in advance, although technically I did it a week in advance and that works best for me. I have clients who like to do it the night before, clients who do like me and they plan for the entire week. I would just never tell you you have to do a specific way, but do plan ahead of time because you're working on the skill of planning using your prefrontal cortex ahead of time. Using that part of your brain is the point. So I say plan it ahead of time. You could try it for one week the night before and then say the next week, try planning the morning of. Or maybe while you're eating lunch, you plan tomorrow's lunch since you're probably already in the kitchen. You get to decide what's best for you. But if you want my official opinion, I'd say plan it the night before. Step two is write it down. I put my foot down on this one. This one's important because if you're not writing it down, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to do the third skill, which is honoring your plan and building trust in yourself. Writing it down really cuts down on the primal brain being able to negotiate with you. And writing your plan down makes it really easy to then also use some other skills on this journey that I've talked about in an earlier episode of the podcast, like allowing urges or cravings. It's a lot easier to know if it's an urge or craving if it's not what your plan says. It's a lot easier to follow your hunger scale when that's all you have to pay attention to because your food is written down. You have your plan and then you can just check in with your body. 
And that makes that skill really easy to practice versus having to figure out what you're going to eat because you're starving. And then your brain is focused on what are we eating? What do we have? What are we going to go get? Yeah, let's just cut that part out ahead of time and just write it down. And this one's the one that I've actually struggled with the most for myself. It's not the planning ahead of time or the honoring, it's writing it down. And I've been victim to my own thought. Oh, it's in my head. I know what I'm going to have. It's no big deal. And then I don't write it down. But I'm telling you as an expert in simple weight loss and really in keeping things simple in general, get it all out of your head. You could be mulling about other things rather than keeping a part of your brain focused on trying to remember what you said you were going to eat for lunch and dinner today. Having more brain space is a part of the bonus of doing it the simple way. You get to focus on other things because you wrote it down and now you don't have to think about your food at all until it's time to eat. In fact, I write it down and I literally dump that information out of my brain so that I have more brain space for the day. Like I said, I plan in the morning and sometimes I seriously dump it out of my brain so much so that I don't remember what I wrote down when it's time to eat. So I just open up my notebook real quick before I go make lunch or dinner and see what I said. (laughs) That's what I mean when I say write it down. Dump it out of your brain. It's done. You're actually practicing that skill of not spending time thinking about food. And the last step is to honor your plan. Do what your plan says. This one's pretty simple, but this is the one that I think we have the most trouble with. If I were to do a case study of the clients that I worked with over the last two or three years, honoring the plan is the hardest one, but it's the hardest of the simple steps. So, (laughs) but this one skill that you build when you practice planning something and doing it is useful in all areas of your life. And remember my mega skill of helping my clients use what they already know in this area of their life? If you are already really good at honoring your plan in another area, say in your business or with your family, use those thoughts and feelings that you have already created in that area and bring them over here to your weight loss journey. Once you know that you can plan, you're free to honor your plan. You're much more likely to keep doing that and evaluate and implement from your evaluations and then just get way better at this journey because you plan and honor learning more about yourself and your body and making those small 1% tweaks every day. Now there's something to be said about the relationship between the planning self and the honoring self. This one's really important. I really learned this when I was working on calendaring and scheduling my time in 2020. I even worked with a time coach to help me with this. It's very much the same as planning and honoring your food. Sometimes I wasn't good at honoring my calendar and I struggled with that, but it turned out it was because my planning self wasn't actually being realistic. And so that's something to be cognizant of when you're on this journey. Come back and re-listen to this podcast because I know there's a lot of info in here. Go practice this and then come back and listen to it again and see if your planning self and your honoring self are on the same page. Are you being realistic when you're planning? So realistic, in fact, that it's so easy to honor. Are you honoring what you said you were going to do? Or are you just saying, forget it, planning self. I'm not going to follow this plan. It's so important to plan realistically so you can actually practice and build the skill of honoring and trusting yourself. I had a client tell me recently how it feels harder to plan versus just going to eat the thing. We talked about the difference between, okay, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go into the kitchen see what I'm going to eat and then eat that thing versus 
planning ahead of time what you're going to eat at lunchtime and then eating that. She was telling me that it felt hard to plan because she had so much drama around food that would come up for her when she went to write her food down. And so what we talked about was the point of planning isn't to make it hard or to judge yourself. Again, we don't mind those negative thoughts coming up about food or yourself, but then we self-coach around them or you bring them to your coach and get coached on them. The point of planning is to build the skill of planning. So what we talked about with this client in particular was plan in such a way that it feels like you're about to go eat the food. And what I mean by that is asking the same thing I would ask myself if it were lunchtime and I was going to eat food. It's 1130. Boom. Let me go eat. What would I do? I'd walk into the kitchen. I'd see what there is, see what I feel like cooking or not cooking or ordering, and then make a decision. So ask those same questions in the morning when it's time to plan. What do I feel like eating? What do we have? Am I going to want to cook or am I going to want to order out? It's literally the same, but the difference is we're not waiting until the moment of to decide. We're using our prefrontal cortex to decide ahead of time and then freeing up brain space for the rest of the day because you already made that decision. And so just consider that planning and honoring self-conversation and the relationship between the two. The only other thing I want to add here is using this skill as an opportunity to do a quick eval and implementation every day which I talked a little bit about earlier. I'm about to start my walk-run season. I walk and then run, and then I just run for about six months a year. Someone asked me recently, why do you call it your run season? I'm like, well, I have different seasons. I have my run season, and then I have my weightlifting season, and then yoga, and then I cycle back through them. And I'm about to start my walking to get back into it. So when I do this, every walk-run is an opportunity for me to evaluate and implement for the next one. And it's as quick as what went really well, what didn't, and what do I want to do differently next time? So like tomorrow. And even more simply put, it's ups, downs, and changes. So an up might be that I actually did my walk-run cycle, like I said I was going to, and I didn't skip out on the running part or the walking part. And maybe a down is I didn't start early enough, and I had to cut my workout early because of the sun setting. I also like reminding myself that if this is something I'm working on, say doing the walk-run cycle... I celebrate that and I celebrate it in the moment and then I remind myself the next day of that celebration. And then the changes are, I'm just going to quickly look at my schedule. I was probably going to run at the same time tomorrow, but now I know that I'm pushing against the sunset time. So I'm going to change my run time back about 15 minutes. Boom. Done. I didn't have to wait a week to make that change. It was a quick turnaround. So in the same way, you can do this with the three steps. You plan your food write it down, eat what you plan, and say you realize it wasn't enough. So you open your notebook and you say, okay, well, this wasn't enough. I need more food tomorrow. Done. And maybe something you want to add is writing down the thought that served you today, that had you eating according to your plan. Or maybe you had an overeat and you want to write down the thought that had you overeating, and then you take that to your next self-coaching or coaching session to work through. So it can be as simple as an up, down, and a change. Don't just do the three steps. Do the three steps and let them be an opportunity for you to get 1% better every day. That's getting the max benefit out of the three steps and still letting it be simple. I'm telling you, weight loss is the simplest thing we do all day. And this is why. I want to reiterate the reasons why I want you to try the three simple steps out and get started today. After you listen to this episode, go plan your food for today. 
whether you write it down in your note app on your phone or in your journal or in your day planner, write what you're going to eat and actually say, what would I eat if I were looking at the fridge at that mealtime? Okay, that's what I'm actually going to order or go get or cook. That's you being realistic. And then write it down and then go do it. And then check in. What was an up that I'm going to celebrate? What was a down? And then what change do I want to make because of it? So here are the reasons I recommend the three steps. One, because of the basic skills you're learning by doing the three steps, which are making a decision ahead of time, using your prefrontal cortex, not negotiating with the primal brain, honoring your word and building trust in yourself to plan and honor your word. Number two, you will learn so much about yourself and your body when you write your food down and then you go to honor that plan. And number three, Implementing the three steps will have you bring up any thoughts you have about food, yourself, your body, making decisions ahead of time, or even trusting yourself. And then you can take those and go coach on them. I realized in the last podcast, and I was super sad about it, I forgot to ask some powerful questions. So don't worry, I'm not forgetting this time. And really, it's just one question. What would change for you if weight loss were really this simple? That's the one question I want you to ponder on. Seriously, ask yourself, what would be different in my life if weight loss were really this simple? What would I do? What would I not do? What would that look like? I want you to think about it because I'm living that life right now. And I'm like, everyone needs this. It's so simple. And I can't download my brain into yours. That's what my business coach says. She says she wishes she could download her brain into ours. And I feel the same way. But what I can do is give you this podcast and give you everything I know about the three super simple steps, and then let you be on your way to go practice them, implement them, and then come back and listen to this episode again and see what else there is to pick up and learn. I'm going to link to the Instagram post where I recently posted about this. I like keeping it in my feed every couple of posts because it's so important, and I really want you to take this and run with it. So you can check me out at Life Coach Page B on Instagram. And go to the most recent three simple steps post and then tell me what worked, what you're celebrating, what has this changed for you? And then even come tell me your answer to this episode's powerful question. What would be different in your life if weight loss were really this simple? I'm so looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And if you don't have Instagram, that's okay. You can always email me those answers at hello at pagewoman.com. That is today's episode. I want you to keep coming back to this one. This is the fifth episode of the podcast, and it's the one I would say is the most important of the ones I've put out so far, and will put out in the future, because this is what really started to change the weight loss game for me, to change my journey to simple doable. So I kept going and hit my goal. And it's the one that if you go and take action and implement right now, and then come back and listen to again... It's the one that will make the biggest difference for you, but it takes you also getting out and getting into action, giving it a try, and then come back and listen to it again and get even better. If you love this episode and you want to hear more like this, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Let me know what you think and how much you love this and how helpful it was for you. And come check me out on Instagram at lifecoachpageb. I do the three simple steps myself all the time. I talk about them all the time and I want to hear you talk about them and how they're changing the game for you as well. I hope you have an amazing week. See y'all later.